Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my co-host Gemma Bastiani, AFLW analyst extraordinaire. How are you, Gem? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Good to hear. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, uh, while you were talking, I was just looking at some stats and realised something. That's why it took me a moment. I apologise. That is totally okay. I hope that they're about Richmond, who we'll be discussing today. Correct. Excellent. So the Tigers finished 10th on the ladder. Uh, in 2021 with an 84.6%. They won three games after a winless 2020, and my gosh, wasn't that first win great. Well, the thing that I just worked out is actually about that win. So they won by 47 points. They've only ever lost one game by more than what they won their first game by. Does that make sense? Sort of. Can you talk us through it? They won by 47 points in round five against Geelong. Mm -hmm. But their biggest losing margin was round three of 2020 against North Melbourne. They lost by 56 points. Oh, so the for and against is pretty spot on. Yeah, so the next biggest losing margin is 45 points. So they actually won their first game by more than almost every loss they've ever had, which is fascinating to me. Probably not to people now that I've explained it, but I think it's interesting. Well, I'm across it and I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Let's kick in. Off-season wrap. We've had a long time since the end of the the season this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've had our our draft and our trade periods. Uh, Who was your trade highlight for Richmond? So I've chosen someone who probably half the competition still doesn't know who she is. But Poppy Kelly, I really like Poppy Kelly. I think she's got a ton of potential she hasn't even come close to reaching it yet. And at the Saints, she wasn't really a first choice option. They've often opted for Rewat to play in that ruck role instead of Poppy Kelly. And I, I was surprised that this season, this year in particular, given Clara Fitzpatrick was out, 
and they probably could have used Rewatt in that defensive line. You know, long story. Mm. Poppy Kelly has come across to Richmond. She effectively is replacing Sabrina Frederick in a way. Yeah. Because what Richmond chose to do is not play Alice Edmonds last season, but use Gabby Seymour as ground covering ruck in tandem with Sabrina Frederick. With Sabrina Frederick gone, Poppy Kelly comes in and, and is that second um, to Gabby Seymour. And I think Kelly is quite athletic. She's able to move around the ground really well. So I'm keen to see how they use her in that role. Look, I was really excited to see her get picked up by Richmond, being a Saints fan. And you're absolutely right. She was really underutilized mm-hmm. last season. And hopefully with Richmond, she gets a really good opportunity to develop her, her footy further, which is awesome. So I've actually got two trade highlights, although one of them you could call a low light. Uh, Jess Hosking was the last minute surprise of the trade period for Richmond. In fact, I, there was there's some contention around whether or not they met the time deadline but the paperwork was done oh they definitely didn't meet the time <laughs> deadline there's no way that they they definitely didn't I promise you they didn't but I guess on some level I shouldn't have been surprised given that Sarah Hosking moved over the year before I think originally there was a lot of chat about the two sisters playing away from each other for the first time and really having the opportunity to play football as individuals I enjoyed it when Carlton and Richmond came up against each other particularly the prank wars that ensued running up to it a little bit ridiculous but great wholesome social content but it was a bit of a sad point for me because I'm also a Baggers fan a bit sad to see her finish up her time at the Blues um, having been a figure from pretty much the get-go I am also really excited to see um, Maddie Shevlin arrive at Punt Road Um, she was obviously part of that exchange for Sabs Frederick plus some picks for Sabs to go to the Pies I'm hoping she'll provide kind of a, a speedy option and a link up for Monconti. So she'll be potentially playing a role on the halfback line. But she's got some speed to her. So I feel like maybe it's an option to link up with Conti and, and provide a bit of space for the two of them to run. Yeah, I think Maddie Shevlin, she's a player who, she was at Melbourne, didn't get a game because there was a little bit of depth there. She wasn't quite able to crack in. Then gets drafted at Collingwood and has some games and then gets injured. So she doesn't get into the side and then it makes it even harder for her to get in as they get more depth. I think at Richmond, she's got a real shot to get her stride. I think it's a nice a nice acquisition for Richmond, who have probably had a bit of an interesting list upheaval, but good to see them, you know, finding the right balance. Yeah, for sure. And what about your draft highlight? So I'm, I just threw my pen down again. I'm sorry. It's going to be a theme of these podcasts. Punctuating every statement. Yeah, throw <laughs> it down. Um <laughs> Stella Reed went at pick five uh, nationally, which is three in Victoria. She's another one who was part of that Oakley Chargers premiership side alongside mm. Amanda Ling, alongside Charlie Rowbottom. A lot of really high profile players who are super talented and are going to hit the ground running, I think, coming into the AFLW. Yeah, it's incredible. She's a mature, strong lead-up mark who can actually apply herself both in the air and at ground level. And she's a quick thinker on the field. I think she can have a real impact because what we saw in her time at Oakley was she'll fly for the ball, maybe not necessarily take the mark, but create a contest, bring it to ground, gather on the ground. And she's very quick to identify an option to get the hands out. She can play through a midfield if they need. She can support that forward line if they need. She can do a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm really excited to see her play. Awesome. I, well, technically this is a draft pick, but my choice was a catch, Makua Chop. She was picked at number 54 for the Tigers. So a catch was delisted to make room on the Tigers list prior to draft and trade period. 
but under the agreement that they would basically relist her in the draft, which when I read that made me super nervous for her. I'm sure it was fine the whole way through, but I'm really glad that they they sort of relisted her and, and she's a good rebounding defender. She's been in that um, defence line for a little while now and works well, I think, with Harriet Cordner off the back line. So it's great to see her back at Richmond because um, I think she has a particularly big impact both like on and off the field for the club as well. Yeah, her off-field um, impact is huge and I think she has a real potential to have a career post-footy as well doing things she's doing, which I think is really interesting as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Any off-season concerns? Uh, there's, there's been a heap of player movement across the two off-seasons, uh, and they haven't really had much stability. Mm. they're growing a strong and, and more balanced list I think now but I think their initial list build put them a step behind which they're now making up for yeah so as we see them grow they're still trying to make up for the mistakes they made in that first list build and in turn they're having to make up ground a little bit so I think we'll continue to see them improve but maybe not as quickly as people hope yeah I haven't got it in my notes here but potentially also not running a VFL W team might impact that as well. I mean, I know I know that quite a few of the AFLW players went and had a run at um, Port Melbourne, but it's it's not quite the same, I guess, as having that own you know integrated playing group within a club. So yeah, hopefully they are able to kind of fix that, (laughs) and we do see a Richmond VFLW team come back on the scene this year. The other thing that I was kind of excited about was having Emma Grant on as a development coach. Mm. Always good to see more female coaches coming through the ranks. Um, And she's obviously a really, really solid footy brain, really experienced player who's moving into a coaching role. I believe she's also coached some of the Tigers players when they were in their sort of junior formative years. I think Cody Jacks was coached by her. Um, So it's nice to see sort of uh, reconnection in Mm. that sense as well. Yeah, for sure. Emma Grant was the recipient of that coaching mentorship program last year as well. So she's similar to Mel Hickey. She's been doing a lot of the hard work to develop her coaching to come into an AFLW program. And it's really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely more of that. Mm. How do Richmond like to play? And do you think they might change up their approach this year? I don't know that they'll change it up too much because in the first season, there was kind of no discernible game plan. 
because it was a little bit of chaos from Richmond. This year we saw it coming together, and then I think they'll just back that in to a stronger extent next season. Yeah. So from what I could understand, they they did like to prioritise that sweeper out the back of the stoppage to win the ball in space a lot of the time as a backup to if Monconti didn't win the ball out. Yeah. And then they all were also getting a lot of their defensive line quite high and particularly Sarah Darcy, who was playing in defence but did get quite high a lot, took a lot of contested marks, used the aerial contest to move the ball down the ground and then relied on, you know, the strong aerial work of a, a Courtney Wakefield in the forward line with players like Taylor Stahl and, and people like that at her feet to kind of clean that up if, if she doesn't take the mark because very rarely is Courtney Wakefield outmarked she doesn't mark it more often than not the ball does come to ground so that seems to be how they have played and I I think that'll continue especially with who they've added into the side as well yeah well they had certainly had a lot of success with Wakefield in particular up Mm. the front we saw that this year I'm really keen to see how reuniting the Hosking twins in the middle I'm assuming that they'll probably both play a role in the center in, in some way maybe half back, half forward, depending on on the depth and who they choose to play in the middle. But I feel like potentially when you talk about that sweeper out the back, that both those two can probably play a role up and under in the middle of those packs and get the ball out to someone like Conti on in a sweeper role who has the speed to kind of run around and has really, yeah, really good run and carry with the ball. So I feel like it might open up some more space for Conti to run even more without... Mm you know interference so be nice to see how that pans out we know Conti can win the ball but yeah her agility is the thing that's really puts her a a leg up a little bit so maybe having her as not that maybe the clearance winner but as the secondary option um could be a really good way to go yeah that'll be interesting to see yeah I think it would help to move the ball up into the forward line a bit more freely Mm. rather than relying on her to do the most insane duck weave twist and spin out of packs I've ever seen a football player do. So <laughs> I'm sure that's exhausting. It'd be nice to just be able to run. I mean, super athletic though. So yeah, yeah. It's very impressive to watch. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we get to see a bit of both this season. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your dream matchup for Richmond? I've gone with Carlton. So they opened the 2020 season with a loss to the Blues. They lost by 34 points in that game. And then this year when they had their crack at the Blues, it felt so much like they were on the verge of their first win. I was nervous. I was watching that game and I was really nervous. They lost by just the five points and Richmond had all the control. They just didn't have the composure to to win that game in in the dying moments. Is it third time lucky against Carlton? I'm, I'm curious to see. Yeah, look, I don't want it to be third time lucky because I am a Carlton supporter. <laughs> they can win against anyone else, just not the Blues. Um, and that game was was a great example of what Richmond could do when they were really like when things were really clicking. I think Carlton also had a problem this season where they did kind of go to sleep, or they they were sleeping on their opposition in in the first quarter of the games, a lot of the games that they played. So Richmond really took advantage of that. I think. Kick three goals in the first quarter. Yeah, it gave him a big scare. Um, mm. And and Carton really had to rise to the occasion. Uh, my matchup is Geelong. That was the Tigers' first win ever down at Cardinia Park. Just the sheer joy and jubilation of those girls finally cracking it and getting the W was really great to watch. But 
I'm curious to see what a, what a renewed Geelong team would offer up as a challenge this time around and whether or not they could get over the line. I think it would be a completely different game of football, to be honest, but that's a good thing. Yeah, their matchup actually in 2020, even when, you know, Richmond were struggling a little bit and Geelong kind of got a hold of them in this game, it's actually the fourth highest combined score of a game in that round right. four matchup last year. Richmond scored 45 points, which until this year was their highest score, um, which they betted twice this season. They went down by 22 points, but it was a it was the first time we saw Richmond kind of come together and play footy that wasn't just trying to hold off what was inevitable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was it wasn't panicked and and reactive. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good game to watch. So um, that yeah, they the combined score was 112 points in that game. So only a couple of games have scored higher combined than that in the history of the AFLW. And then, yeah, obviously Richmond got the win. They kicked 60 points in the win this season over Geelong. So maybe again, that's the brewing of a bit of a rivalry that we can keep an eye on. Yeah. Big cats be little cats. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> I certainly enjoyed watching that game and it was really nice to see how much that first win meant to those Richmond girls, particularly the ones that had been there from the start, taking the risk on over and, and you know, obviously someone like Katie Brennan who copped quite a lot of criticism, you know, nice to see her get a win as a captain for the Tykes. Another two fun facts about that game, just because I've got them in my head now. Mon Conti had lost 15 games in a row coming up into that game. Ouch. which is the longest losing streak of any player in AFLW history. But also Monconti and Katie Brennan, their previous win before that game, their last win was against Geelong, both playing for the Dogs. The Dogs, there you go. Well, do you think that they have a chance of making the top six this year? I, I don't have them in finals contention, um, but I think they're going to be one of the teams that's maybe just a game out or percentage out. Yeah, I think um, I think they have the potential, not necessarily to be in the finals, but to be the team that disrupts the finals run for someone else. Like uh, Carlton, maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe. We don't know. We can't predict the future. No. That's why I've got so many question marks on our spreadsheet. <laughs> well, that's our preview of Richmond for the 2022 AFLW season. Uh, if you'd like to find us, on the internet and talk to us about footy, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at row underscore Kel, and you can find Play On Radio Melbourne. Gemma, what's your Twitter handle? I'm at GL Bastiani. Come and chat. We won't bite. We love to talk footy. Come and say hi. Sounds good. Well, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.